Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Can a true believer fall away from salvation? No, but someone who professes a saving relationship with Christ may not be a true believer. Simply because they make a profession, or they say it with their lips, does not make it so. There are marks of true faith in Christ. We see them in Scripture. Primarily, bearing spiritual fruit. True saving faith is confirmed over time. As the Holy Spirit matures and sanctifies, He makes His presence known. Today on Drawing Near, we get a clear look at the consequences of being a pretender, a false believer, or an apostate. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 10, and study the danger of apostasy. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, these things are difficult for us, primarily because our exposure to things concerning salvation do not only come from Scripture. They should. The Bible should be where we get all of our information. But people who have shared the gospel with us, people who have told us how to be saved, or what being saved looks like, or what we can get away with even though we're saved, all of these things confuse the issue. Help us, Father, to focus on your word and only your word. Help us to turn off the noise that comes from so many people who are not sharing the truth of your word. That requires that we have to study the Bible, that we have to pray over it, that we have to be faithful and consistent in it over time. Help us to do just that. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. The text that we will be reading today is ominous. It's supposed to be. We are to be concerned about salvation. We want to be warned away from a false faith or apostasy. The writer of Hebrews is trying to do just that. He tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning at verse 26, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but rather a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment, do you suppose, will he be thought worthy of who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? who has counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now these are serious words. And each one of us, as we listen to them, we're going to have various responses. One of the responses is just simply to dismiss it because we assume that we are saved. And that may be justified, but I don't think we should dismiss it at all. I think a passage like this should cause us to look at what the Bible truly says about salvation and then decide 
what exactly has happened in our lives. Is there evidence, ongoing evidence, that we have been saved? Let's look at these warnings and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. We've already looked at verse 26. We know the danger of sinning willfully, and we have an idea of what that looks like. If you weren't with us in our last study, it would be helpful for you to look at it. But for those who are apostate, who are going through the motions but are not truly saved, there remains no longer a sacrifice for sins. So what does remain? Verse 27 of Hebrews 10 says, But a certain fearful expectation of judgment. Notice the word fearful. When we stand before God as believers, we have the cloak of Jesus Christ covering us, his blood shed on the cross for our sins. We have no reason to fear. As a matter of fact, the passage just prior to this says, we can boldly come before the throne of grace. But those who are false believers, those who are apostate, pretenders, they have a fearful, a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. You see, false believers, apostates, pretenders, those who are maybe deceived, are the adversaries of God, and they will suffer the wrath of God as adversaries. Verse 28, anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. We see that in the Pentateuch in the first five books of the Old Testament. Verse 29 says, Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? These are witnesses. The shed blood of Jesus Christ is a witness to our salvation, and if we reject it, it's a witness against us. We need to understand that reckless, willful, ongoing sin, a life surrendered to sin rather than surrendered to holiness, tramples the Son of God underfoot. A life that does that counts the blood of the covenant by which we can be sanctified a common thing rather than a holy thing. And we insult the Spirit of grace who brings the gospel to bear on our lives. Salvation is not a momentary thing. Salvation is a process. Now, it is a process that is assured by God in those who are justified. When we trust in Christ, we are justified. We are reconciled with God. Our sins are dealt with. But then the process of sanctification begins. It is not possible to be justified without being sanctified on some level, without growing in faith and maturity and in obedience to God. It's not possible to be justified and not sanctified. And it's not possible to be justified and sanctified and not be glorified in heaven. That's the whole process. One preacher put it this way, I have been saved, justified. I am being saved, sanctified. I will be saved, glorified. And yet the promise of God is so sure that those who are sincerely justified by faith in Jesus Christ will be sanctified and glorified. And that's where we get our assurance of salvation. That assurance is not to be grounded in a prayer. That assurance is not to be grounded in just a momentary emotional expression 
of our fear toward God. The confidence that we have in salvation comes from the Holy Spirit bringing the gospel to bear in our lives. We are guilty. We are convicted of sin. We repent, and we follow Jesus by faith, and we continue to follow him. That is evidence of salvation. That is the process of sanctification. And we need to know the Bible clearly teaches that. We cannot dismiss it. Read the New Testament for yourself. You will see it. Read the Old Testament. It's there as well. Faith requires us to follow, to be obedient, to be surrendered and submissive to God. That's what we are commanded to do. And those who reject the gospel, even though with their lips they're professing the gospel, but they have rejected it with their lives, they trample under their feet the blood of Jesus Christ. They count the blood of the covenant, the blood of Jesus, by which we are sanctified a common thing, and we insult the Spirit of grace. Verse 30 says, We know these things to be true because we know Him. Who's Him? God. What do we know of Him? Verse 30, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again the Scripture says, The Lord will judge His people, and it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The writer of Hebrews is writing this to Jewish believers and warning them to remain faithful, to not turn away under the pressures of persecution in the world, to remain faithful and to follow God regardless of the consequences. We need to hear those words. We also need to follow God regardless of the consequences and cannot turn away because of peer pressure or intimidation or even persecution. We need to follow God, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. We're going to see the encouragement that follows this in the next several verses. I hope you'll stay with me and follow along when we get there. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. And I pray, Lord, that you give us wisdom and discernment, that we'll look over the gospel message in the New Testament, that we'll worship you and be amazed at all of your work in bringing us to salvation, but also that you'll help us to understand our responsibility in faith, to be obedient, to be responsive to all that you have done for us. Help us, Father, to make sense of these things and then to embrace your truth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.